Good evening, everybody. Michael D. here again. Now, we've got a good topic for you tonight. Should we really be fearful of AI, that's artificial intelligence, in the future? We took it to somebody who knows more about it than beans. We're going to kick it over to Scott. Hey, Mike, you give me too much credit. I don't know much about beans. <laughs> well, you got live beans and <laughs> human beans. Well, I tell you, this um, AI is a trippy thing. You know, you look on YouTube and you see all these fancy robots and it looks just like humans and they make them, you know, where they almost almost can't tell the difference. I mean, one lady went to some movie star or something and they created a robot looks just like her, acts just like her. I mean, they put sometimes they put robots in, in TV shows to take the place of somebody and you wouldn't even know that they're a robot. I <laughs> couldn't mm. believe what I was seeing. But this is a, a really advanced thing, what they've come up with. Um, have you heard of a semantic decoder before? I haven't. Not me. Well, a new artificial intelligence system called a semantic decoder can literally translate a person's brain activity. In other words, you know, the AI is reading your mind or something. Hmm. While it's listening to a story or silently imagining telling a story into a continuous stream of text. I mean, they call this AI mind reading, this article I was looking at. So anyway, if you can follow this, um, it's interesting. It says the system developed by researchers at the University of Texas at Austin might help people who, you know, it's always, always for somebody that needs help, you know, but people that are mentally conscious yet unable to speak. Was that somebody like in a coma maybe? Uh, or I don't know what it would be, but such are those debilitated by strokes um, and can't. Legibly um, communicate. The study that's published in the Journal of Nature and Neuroscience was led uh, by Jerry Tang, a doctoral student in computer science. All these people they're mentioning is what's important, but this professor of neuroscience and computer science at um, UT Austin work relies in part on a transformer model similar to the ones that power OpenAI. Chat GPT and Google's bar. Those are things that are available right now. You can go to the Bing search engine and you're using artificial intelligence. They've incorporated it in that search engine. And they're not afraid to tell you. I mean, it's not a scary thing, it's a good thing. I mean, they're, they're you know, a lot of people think AI is just here to help us and they're programming AI to be helpful to humanity. But, Mike, did you hear that thing about that doctor that operated a thousand miles away? using a robot? No, I never heard about that. Uh, I tell you one thing, I can't let somebody oper operate on me that's not human. I'll tell you that now. <laughs> one slip, boy, in your history, I'll t <laughs> or parts of you could yeah. be history. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I think I would pass. <laughs> but isn't it that um, the robot is doing even uh, breast enlargements and augmentations, what have you? Uh, wow. Yeah, I mean, one, one good slip and you've had it anywhere. Man or woman, yeah. you know. What do you think? Well, it's it's pretty amazing. Um, you know, the the guy is a you know he's a smart doctor, obviously, and he wanted to help. He's an orthopedic doctor, so he does a lot of knee replacements, and he knows a lot of them don't work right, and so he wants to be someone that can advance the medical industry in in the form of robotics and. So he developed this company, Monogram, and he performed um, hundreds of surgeries every year, but he found that methods were outdated and this, that, and the other. 
So that's why he found the monogram with, with the help of advanced surgical robots mm. and personalized 3D printed implants. Monogram aims to make knee and hip replacement surgery safer, less invasive, and more precise. Mm. That's potentially a big deal as, you know, right, 50% of knee replacement surgeries are projected in the future to involve robotics by like 2027. Mm. Um, so that's a big deal. I mean, he, built this company and um but the interesting thing was to prove his robot you know that, that they can do what he says they could do is he operated on this cadaver from a thousand miles away and did a whole knee operation on the cadaver <laughs> yeah but personally i like to know how that's done okay how can you operate from a thousand miles away i mean they just got a robot well, at one end and the other it said that he performed a demonstration knee replacement surgery on a cadaver using Monogram's robotic surgical assistant. So I don't know exactly how he did it, but he's supposed to be on a mission to improve surgical success. And so wherever this surgical assistant is, he must have somehow been able to use it that far away. But my question is, if you go into surgery, how do you know your doctor's going to be in the room that's doing the surgery? Or is it going to be somebody a thousand miles away? That's a scary thought. Uh, Ron, what do you have to say about that? I think it's coming at a point where we're going to need a robot lawyer to malpractice sue a robot doctor. <laughs> yeah, really. What do you think, Mike? I wouldn't trust a robot if you paid me. Well, that's what I mean. So, <laughs> would so, you trust a robot lawyer? <laughs> anyway. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> No, seriously, on the, on the thought of these robots and things like that, um, uh, uh, it's getting out of hand, especially that mind-reading stuff, you know? It's just... Um, yeah. I mean, even <laughs> even today, these, um, these uh, lie detectors aren't admissible in court and everything like that. Uh, how far can they go with robots and things like that? I mean, uh, these uh, lie detectors are sort of robotic, right? They show where you're jumping around or something when you're... Right. possibly telling a lie or you're just nervous you know and you're not telling a lie anyway what do you think Mike like I said I don't trust robots so there's no way on God's green earth I would let any robot uh, well any robot operate on me yeah. or any part of me even if it's going to have a better chance of success sorry. statistically sorry I wouldn't take a chance what if they throw in an extra 100,000 to be a guinea pig they pay people $10 to get a COVID shot, <laughs> and they do it. <laughs> well, look, robotics, um, Scott, robotics goes way back to, like, assembly line stuff, like with Henry Ford and those cars and everything, and, and yeah. they actually came up with machines that put things together instead of people, and it's very accurate, you know, and uh, there's no mistakes right. made, so I don't see why it couldn't be that way with surgery, too, you know. There might be uh, less of a chance of a mess up um, with um, robots, robot doctors or surgeons or whatever uh, that might not make the mistakes that a human being makes if he comes in to work on you and he's got a bad headache or something like that, he or she. You know what I mean? So If a robot makes a mistake, who do you sue, the robotic company? <laughs> that's what I mean. You get a robot lawyer, sue the robot doctor. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So what are some more positive things on this that you think of? I don't think Mike's in on this too much. <laughs> well, just to go back to this, um, it, it's, I don't think it's really a mind-reading thing, but 
Um, it says it's a language decoding system, and I think it's pretty interesting because people that can't talk but they're you know they're conscious. It's yeah. a way to help them, you know. And unlike previous language decoding systems, a new decoder doesn't rely on surgical implants. The study was focused on three participants whose brain activity was measured using an fMRI scanner, which utilizes changes in the blood flow to produce brain scans mm -hmm. as they listen to podcasts, thought about stories, and watch short, silent films. Mm -hmm. And then the large language model, that's the type of a, a computer similar to OpenAI, ChatGPT4, and Google's Bard, then match patterns in this participant's brains to words and phrases they heard, mm -hmm. and translated the brain's response to hearing new words into corresponding text. Well, that's pretty phenomenal. I had no idea that they could come up with AI that could do that. You know, and the decoded text is not word for word transcript, but rather a gist of a person's thoughts. So that's pretty spooky. <laughs> I'd say you're right about you that. Know? Well, you know, yeah. every good invention can be used for something evil. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, yeah really. Uh, yeah. No, you're right. You're right, though. But you, you don't know if you trust them or not, though. Think about it for a minute. I mean, yeah. the robots is only as good as the programmer. Yeah. Right. So. But it seems like the programmers are trying to program the AI to like to help humanity, to boost humanity and everything. But there's been occasion where people have asked these AIs questions like, what would you do to survive? Or, you know, what, you know, would you ever find humans where you don't need them anymore? It's like, you know, it's, mm. and it's like, they come up with answers that are like, okay, this could end, this could be our demise, this could be the end of the world, kind of a thing. So it's a scary thing, and Elon Musk is war warning us about this. He's like, you know, we need to put a pause in this AI thing and get some controls in place. He's like, you know how long it takes to get regulations in place? We need to have something done because he he's concerned about it because you know he's got that Neuralink company where you can you know put implants in your brain and work your computer by thinking and all, all kinds of phenomenal stuff. So he knows what he's talking about, and I, th I think we need to have some kind of an oversight of something, you gee, know, AI oversight committee or something. <laughs> gee, does that mean that we get to have a artificial intelligence president as well? Oh, wouldn't that be something? The Chinese have artificial, they, they have um, AI robot CEOs of companies. You can go into a store in China, there's not a single person working there. Everything in there. It's a restaurant, whatever, they cook your meal and, and deliver it by robots and you pay by using your phone. You don't use anything but your phone. I had this video, it's just mind blowing. I mean, they're like a little bit ahead of us. I don't think there's anything like that in this country, but they're a totally a cashless society on you know, on the brink of you got your phone, you that's all you need, you know? Yeah. And hmm. trip, you know, this world's with technology and where it's going, you know? That's true. I agree with what you're saying. Well yeah. as Mike mentioned could we have a robotic president someday? I think a one-year-old robotic president would be better than an 80-year-old other president. <laughs> yeah, really. Or is he somebody wearing a mask? <laughs> well, that's Some true, too. <laughs> I can just hear that now. Are you wearing your mask? <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. No, this is clone number two. Number three is over there. Which one do you want? <laughs> Here, here's another one. Let me give you this shot. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, boy. I tell you. You ask what is Unbelievable. Well, I guess we're in what you would call the age of AI. It has officially landed. <clears throat> mm, we have to be careful. 
Yes. Well, you're yeah. right. You're right. If you stop and think, though, for a minute, okay? The newer cars, they speak to you, so it's already here. Yeah, too. Right. Oh, yeah. A friend of mine's got a car. She goes, when I get in, it, it can mm -hmm. identify me by my face. You know how you use facial rec on your phone all the time? Mm -hmm. yeah. So nobody else can get in her car and drive it, you know? Exactly. My wife, she's like, I don't want a car like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for the car to come out that says, uh, hey, stupid. You forgot to put the gas in the car. <laughs> Have you been drinking? <laughs> it's a brave One new world. I can't tell you. Can you imagine? Yeah. Have some fun with that chip. I'll tell you that now. Yeah. <laughs> All the others. It's a they brave new world. Cars are yeah. going to be a trip that they're trying to come out with. That's why they want this um, 5G stuff everywhere. Every few hundred yards having another tower so they can do that self-driving cars and everything it's just technology is getting a little bit out there you know yeah. well it's just like what you're saying in a roundabout way the other thing is the electrical cars what a joke yeah. what a joke come on they're not yeah. you know the car place isn't going to tell you that probably okay a rough estimate that they're only good for uh, on that charge full charge is 250 miles so, like yeah, I said, okay. Yeah, you gonna charge it? Well, what if you get stranded halfway there? There's nowhere to charge it. Exactly. They don't have enough charging stations to go around. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, what if you're taking a long trip, say, to California? All right. Yeah. Does that mean you have to stop five or six times? What if, What if they charge twenty five dollars each charge? That's pretty bad. Ugh. Yeah. How does it compare to a tank of gas? Oh well, yeah. You gotta find charging stations right now. If Biden was smart, he wants electric cars so bad, he should have been putting money into building charging stations so people would be wanting to buy electric cars because they'd see them everywhere, you know? Well, a friend of mine's got one. He says it's not cut out the way it's supposed to be. Of course, that's his opinion. Yeah, not it. yet. No. But, but um, he says it's not cut out what it's supposed to be, and you have to watch the colder you make the AC, the more it eats up. So, hey, it is basically what it is, Ron. Yeah, I think um, you could have a special GPS system for finding the charging stations and all that. It's just that all the mining, the lithium is going to really wreck a lot of things. So, oh yeah, more, more batteries and all that. But we already covered that another night. But this yeah. thing is about artificial intelligence, and it's um, it's a scary world we we've, we've got going here. I mean, uh, anything can happen. Yeah. So stand by, folks. That's all I got to say. I said we just keep praying because prayer is powerful and God knows what he's doing and you know if we need to get someone smart like Elon Musk to make the right recommendations and mm -hmm. gather a board or you know a, a governing um, entity to put controls in place to protect our world then so be it you know it's common sense so let's do it you know let's be smart let's not destroy ourselves you know. <laughs> Well, that's true. Let the computers take over. <laughs> well, that's true. Imagine that. Computer you know they got quantum computers now that are out of this world. They they're like, okay, I don't even want to go into that. That's a whole other world. And you hook that up with an AI, and you can pretty much do anything. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, get some AI in charge, boy. You screwed then, huh? Yeah. Hopefully he's a friendly. <laughs> <laughs> There's no saying he's in a bad mood. She's in a bad mood. Is there? Yeah. <laughs> just, just, no, just charge me back up and I'll run again. Hmm. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, the hospitals have robotics. You know, you should see yeah. them. Oh, it's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. You know, so, I mean, 
It's kind of cool. If you if you're standing in front of them, they can't run. They won't. They'll go around you. Yeah, it has a little horn, it blows, and all that kind of stuff there. So it's basically probably where they got the electric car from. Ah. You know. Now it tells you the robots to deliver you things to your hotel room and stuff, and meals and stuff. Oh hell, man! I I just want to get one to do the cooking and cleaning and all that kind of good stuff there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, a lot of people want the companions because they, they make those over, you know, they're pretty popular over there. And, um, you know, they mm -hmm. I guess they're, people can fall in love with their robot, you know? Well, there you go. It's a kinky thing to do. Yeah. It's people that are lonely and, you know, can't get somebody, so they get a robot and then they're happy. So, more power <laughs> to them. <laughs> At least the robot don't argue. <laughs> Tell them yes to everything and... Do whatever they want, and they're happy. You know. How's that grab you? That's next. <laughs> the, the 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 robot well, don't want to argue with you, and <laughs> won't say you're wrong all the time. Right. <laughs> well, that, with that being said, it's time to wrap it on up. Thank you, Scott, for showing up again, like usual, and thank you, Ron, for showing up as well. Our pleasure. Uh huh. With that being said, that's the next podcast. Take care of yourself. Eat the proper foods. Stay in good health. Stay safe. And remember, God bless our fighting troops. Yeah. Take care, folks. Yes. We're out of here. Good night, everybody.